you. Please remain standing for the reading of the scripture, which is found on page 1675, John chapter 14, verses 10 through 20. Hear the word of God. Don't you believe that I am in the Father and that the Father is in me? The words I say to you are not just my own. Rather, it is the Father living in me who is doing his work. Believe me when I say that I am in the Father and the Father is in me. Or at least believe on the evidence of the miracles themselves. I tell you the truth, anyone who has faith in me will do what I have been doing. He will do even greater things than these because I am going to the Father. And I will do whatever you ask in my name so that the Son may bring glory to the Father. You may ask me for anything in my name and I will do it. If you love me, you will obey what I command and I will ask the Father and he will give you another counselor to be with you forever, the Spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him for he lives with you and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans, I will come to you before long. The world will not see me anymore, but you will see me. Because I live, you also live. On that day, you will realize that I am in my Father, and you are in me, and I am in you. This is the word of God for the people of God. Amen. You may be seated. All right, so last week we started talking about hearing the voice of God. Did anybody hear the voice of God this past week? Well, let me tell you this. If you're not sure, the answer is yes, you did. Okay, maybe you didn't quite understand it, maybe you didn't recognize it, and that's okay. But God speaks to us every single day without fail. So the issue for us is how do we know and how do we recognize that it's him speaking? So that's why we're talking about this for the next few weeks. Last week I kind of gave you an introduction of various ways that God can speak to us through thoughts in our head, through uh, dreams, through that gut feeling that we call it. Many different ways. Um, but one thing I do want to point out is, and I, I meant to say this last week, is most of the time, it's not impossible, most of the time, you're not going to hear a voice like you're hearing my voice. It's not going to come through your ears. Maybe you hear a voice in your head, or maybe you recognize it as a voice in your head, but maybe it's just impulses, compelling things, that gut feeling, if you will, driving you. That is the voice of God. So if you hear it as an audible voice, praise God, but don't say I don't hear from God because I don't hear an audible voice, okay? I think a lot of people get caught up on that. So today, I wanna to talk about the voice that we don't hear, the voice that we don't feel, the voice that we don't even realize is happening, but it's still God speaking in a very strong way. Now you're probably thinking, well, how, you just negated everything you talked about last week. Yeah, I didn't mention this one last week. The voice that calms, it's a voice that is more of an action, more of a result of our obedience, a result of our choices. 
okay? It's not, you might, some might even argue it's not God's voice because it's not any of these other things. It's God. Whether you call it his voice or not, it's God. I like to call it his voice because he speaks to us in numerous ways. And that is, when one thing happens as a result of a prayer, then God has spoken. And that prayer can be anything. It can be, help me to not get stopped at this red light. And all of a sudden you go through the light and it stays green. Was that just chance or was that God? Too often we, we say things are just a coincidence when really God can do so many amazing things and we just, we don't give credit to where we need to give credit. And someone might say, well, why would we tell, give credit to God for everything? Why not? He created everything. He controls everything. Give him the credit. Thank him. Because even if he didn't do it, at least you're talking to him now. And that's what's really important. So anyway, when we pray and God responds, God has spoken. If he gives you an answer to your prayer in the way that you want, he has spoken. Maybe he'll answer you and say, no, I'm not giving you that because that's not what's good for you. Or maybe he'll say, not yet, just wait a little longer. So if you ask God for something and you don't get it right away, don't give up. Keep asking him because he hears your voice, whether you speak it out loud or in your mind, he hears you and he will answer you every time without fail. But there's something in particular that troubled me for many years, and I know it troubles many people, probably more than I even know. And I know some of you have mentioned this to me, and I'm not going to mention any names, that never would, but I know there's far more people that, have, that deal with this than have mentioned to me. So look, before I get there, let me first ask you, if you have a headache, What's one thing that you often do? Does anybody take Tylenol or Advil or something like that? Sure. Takes care of it usually, doesn't it? Hopefully, not always, but we hope that it does. What if you have a stomach ache? I like to take Pepto-Bismol. Works every time for me. Maalox, Phillips Milk of Magnesia, there's all kinds of things we can take. Takes care of the problem, right? Because those are physical if they are truly physical problems, a headache can be a spiritual problem. If I take, before I take Tylenol, I pray in case it's spiritual. If it's a spiritual problem, that headache goes away immediately. And I'm not kidding, immediately it goes away. I don't have to take Tylenol now. But I wait a little bit, if it doesn't go away, okay, it's not spiritual, then I'll take Tylenol, headache goes away. Same with the stomach ache, I'll pray. If it doesn't go away, take some Pepto, goes away. Because there are things that are meant for physical and there are things that are meant for spiritual. If it's a spiritual problem, you can take all the Tylenol you want and it's not going to go away. Now, this doesn't mean that if your headache doesn't go away when you take Tylenol, that it is spiritual, okay? But pray. If it goes away, it was spiritual. If it doesn't and Tylenol's not helping, then call your doctor. Not me. I'm not a doctor. <laughs> but what I'm saying is there are, there's something that really affects a lot of people. It affected me for many years until I realized it wasn't a physical problem for me. It can be a physical problem, 
But for me, it was not. It was most definitely a spiritual issue. And that was anxiety. What can you take for anxiety? Selexa, that's what I took. Um, I know there's others, and I can't think of them all right now. Vralar, maybe. Um, there's another one that's real popular. I can't remember what it is. But you could take all these different medicines, and suddenly you feel better. But you know what? You did not address the spiritual problem by taking pharmaceuticals. You did not. All you did was you masked it. You, you did something physically to your brain to make it seem like that problem went away. No. If your problem is spiritual, there's only one thing that's going to make it go away. That's God. That is God. Now, sometimes it takes more than just prayer. For me, it took more than prayer. I had to, I, I did fast, still didn't go away. Fasting is a very good spiritual discipline, helps in a lot of ways, didn't go away. So I was like, God, I know this is a spiritual problem. What do I do? I didn't hear anything at first. And then at 3 o'clock in the morning one night, I wake up, and I hear God, and I know God speaking to me, not a voice, just the thought keeps coming to my mind. Ask me what you did. Ask me what you did. It's just going over and over on replay. Ask me what you did. Okay, God, what did I do? Oh, man. I was up for an hour, sitting on the couch, God going through the different things that I had done, sinful things that I had done, that I had not repented of, that I had not turned away from. I mean, I wasn't still sinning, but I never asked for forgiveness for these things. Is that important? Well, in this case, it was. So I sat there. As God's bringing things to mind, I'm like, oh my goodness, Lord, I'm sorry. I f forgive me for that. And it was little things like when I was eight years old, something I said to my brother, called him a jerk. God brought that up. So I repented of that. You might think, kids are kids. They're going to call their brothers and sisters names. God wanted me to deal with it. So I did. They were little. They were big. There was all kinds of things. And next thing I know, I'm starting to feel better after a day. God's still bringing things to me, dealing with them. And then I'm like, wait a minute. I'm not, I don't feel anxious anymore. He keeps bringing things. It went on for six months. Him bringing things to mind. It was almost like an addiction. Like, God, what do you got for me today? What can I repent of today? <laughs> don't let it get that far. <laughs> That's not the point of it. The point was to address, and many times I had to renounce. What's the difference between repent and renounce? Renouncing is saying verbally, and I mean you have to use the words verbally, God, I renounced the time I played with that Ouija board. I had no idea what I was doing. Forgive me. Break off anything that attached to me in that moment. I had to renounce certain sins that were dealing with the occult or dealing with, the, with various different things that are pretty evil. And next thing I know, I'm changing. But it didn't stop there. See, that was a few years ago, several years ago. Then it turned into Psalm 91. There's little things in Psalm 91 that I don't know if we've ever fully grasped the concept of them. 
I'm going the wrong way. <laughs> um, I want to point out a couple verses in Psalm 91. So often we just read this psalm. It's a very popular psalm. And we read it, and we say, yeah, go God. But when you let it really touch you, verse 15, for example, he will call on me, upon me, and I will answer him. Sure, we know God answers us, right? He will call on me, and I will answer him. But have you really thought about what that really means? How does God answer? See, I was always looking for that, that thought that would come to mind, that compelling desire to do something, and I knew it was from God, to reach out to someone. I'm looking for those kind of things. Didn't even think about the voice that calms that you don't ever hear. The voice that changes because you asked. He will call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will rescue him. things that I was hearing, they didn't happen overnight. These things I was hearing, these changes that were taking place, they were kind of gradual. And as I look back now, I see how God was there through it all as the voice that calmed me down, and I didn't even realize it was happening. So don't ignore that voice that calms. And how do you get it? Prayer. It's as simple as prayer. Not just one prayer, consistent, constantly going to the Lord. I'm not going to be satisfied until I feel better. I mean, if you have a headache and it doesn't go away after four hours, do you take more Tylenol? Sometimes, yes, until that pain goes away. I'm not going to be satisfied. So I went to God consistently and constantly until I started feeling better. So is that it? Is that the end of anxiety? Unfortunately, no. You see, this pesky enemy that comes at us doesn't give up. Doesn't say, oh, well, we can't deal with this guy. He's, he's prayed himself up. No, it's not like that. It's, we're going to go back after him. And it's sure enough, it would try to creep back in. Get into a crowded room or something like that and just like, not comfortable with this. Wait a minute. I don't have to deal with this. God, take care of this for me, please. The crowd didn't go away. The crowd got bigger. Anxiety, gone. So this voice that calms comes to us silently. And it's, in my opinion, one of the more powerful voices of God. To know that I can ask God for anything. What did Jesus say when we read this morning? Anything you ask me in my name, I will give it to you. Now, hold on a second. There's, there's a catch to that. 
Don't ask him for the six winning lottery numbers. He'll give them to you when you see them on television. He'll say, here they are, after they've been drawn and you didn't play them. So he'll still give them to you. But no, what I mean is, when you're asking for something that is in the will of God, something that is going to help others or help you become closer to him, he'll give that to you. But when you want something out of selfish ambition, he said he would give it to you, and he will, just not the way you think. So be careful what you ask for. Ask out of a kind and good heart, and he will give it to you. So what is going on is, as Jesus said in what we read this morning, he and the Father are one. He's given us another counselor, the comforter, as he said in John chapter 16, that will comfort you in all situations. And he and the comforter are one. And so now the father and the son are one. The son and the comforter are one. They're the same thing. So the father and the Holy Spirit are one. They're all one. They're all three in one. Remember the oil lamp? They all three are one. One lamp, one flame, all put together. So they're all in one. And then Jesus says, and I am in you. How can a physical person be inside another physical person? No. He and the Comforter are one. So the Holy Spirit is in us. God is in us. God is in us. That voice that speaks to us. How does he speak? He's inside us. He has inhabited us. He is right here with us. We are never alone. Never alone. Or you can be in a room all by yourself, not people from more than a mile away. You're never alone. He is right there with you always. So prayer is extremely important. When people ask me, how do I get closer to God? The very first thing I tell them is pray. The second thing I tell them is read the Bible. That's this Wednesday night. We'll talk about that in the Bible study. But, and it seems so simple. And you know what? You know what else is simple? What, how is the law and prophets, the entire Bible, folded up? Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. I just said two sentences and told you the entire Bible. It's that simple. Sure, there's a lot more to it that makes it more complicated, and you can dig into that. Prayer and read the Bible. Two simple things. Sure, there's a lot more to it and a lot more to dig into. Let's start with that. Pray and read the Bible. I don't understand the Bible. I don't care. Read this. The floods lifted you up, Lord. The floods have lifted up their voice. The floods lift up their pounding waves, more than the sounds of many waters. Okay, what flood? I'm not sure, but the fact that I just read that, God will use it. So here's the thing. I'm going to finish with this. We have choices, and God honors every single choice we make, every single one of them, Good or bad, he honors it. He does not always like it, but he honors it. You can choose to not read the Bible. You can choose to not pray. God still loves you. He's not going to get rid of you. He's still in you. If you have believed in him and believed that his son died for you, he's in you. You're going to heaven. 
I don't care if you walk out of here today and never step foot in church for the rest of your life, never read the Bible, never pray. If you truly are a believer, when you die, you'll go to heaven. But I'm also going to say this. When you, if you're truly a believer, the Holy Spirit's not going to just continue on. He honors your choices, but he's going to be nudging you to get back into it. Okay? But what I'm getting at is I can choose to believe anything. I can choose to let myself be controlled by anybody, whether I realize it or not, but God will never control you. What if I say, God, control me? No. You still have a choice. Now, as you give into those impulses, give into those thoughts, give into those voices that you hear, give into the, the calm voice that you do not hear, and you continue to seek him out, and continue to try to find him, and continue to renounce your sins, repent of your sins, continue to seek out God in everything. You're making a choice, and when you do, you're going to wake up one day and say, oh my goodness, this is great. I feel great. The more you do it, the better you're going to feel, because you're given into the will of God, and he will move in you. Psalm 91 they will call on me and I will answer them. And be, it's like this. When you take, I'm going to choose Selexa because I took that. When you take that, you feel good. You don't worry about things. You slide right off your back. But it's a controlling drug. It controls you. When you give in to God like this and you give him your life like that, I feel better than I ever did on that ridiculous drug. But you know what? I'm not controlled. God is not controlling me. I am still giving in to him. I don't need that drug to remove anxiety. I need God in me. And I had to keep fighting for it and never give up until it happened. And now I don't even think about taking something like that. I don't need that. And replace a... Selexa with anything, alcohol, cigarettes, illicit drugs, things you can watch on the internet that you shouldn't be watching. You replace it with anything. Those things all make us feel better. But only God is the one that doesn't control us. Do you want to be controlled or do you want to be free? I choose to be free. It's for us. It's given to us, and it's within our reach, and it comes to us through that voice that calms, and it starts with prayer. We can have freedom like we've never had before. It's for us. Embrace it, accept it, and we'll talk more about it. I'm not going to leave you hanging like that. We'll keep talking about that in the next few weeks, Okay. God wants to make a difference in every person's life that's in here today. In fact, there's, there's one person in here that's been asking God, what's my purpose and direction? He hears you. He's speaking to you, and a breakthrough is coming. And I know who it is, but I don't want to point him out right now. So God is hearing your prayers, and he is going to make a difference for you. Just keep going to him. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord, for...
hearing our prayers, being with us, answering our prayers, never leaving us, making us never be alone. Thank you for being the God that is there, the voice that calms. And Lord, right now, if we don't understand, just peel back some layers and, and just penetrate us so that we can understand a little bit today, a little bit more next week, and each week that comes. Help us to understand more and more. Help us to grow. No matter who we are, what our age is, help us to grow so that we can be closer to you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.